0: All right, everybody, welcome. Hey, how you guys doing today? Everyone doing good? Yeah. Yeah, well, look, today, right now, we are live with our brand new Ogallala campus. I just want to look right into the camera. I want to look right into your eyes. I want to say, welcome to New Life. We're so excited to have you guys with us. So come on, can we just give it up for Ogallala right now? Come on, let's do it. Yeah. Yeah. It's awesome, guys. We are one church in multiple locations, Kearney, North Platte, and now Ogallala. I just, I mean, it's so exciting. It's so exciting. So you guys know kind of like, you know me, you know that I'm passionate, you know I've got a lot of energy. People in Ogallala right now are probably freaking out just a little bit, like, who is this dude, right? But I just need to ask everybody at all of our campuses, who's excited about Jesus today? Come on. Who's excited about Jesus today? Yeah. I am. I'm excited about God, man. I'm excited about what God's doing. I'm excited about what he's doing in Ogallala. I'm also excited about the fact we just got a team back from Cuba. We just had a team go to Cuba. They just got back and uh, that's exciting. They were down there building a church in Cuba. Can you imagine that like in this on this island that's super oppressed right now and uh, our Cuban brothers and sisters are going through some um, some incredible Um, you know persecution as well as just governmental strife right now and it's very it's a very difficult place to live they had to go fill up gas cans just to make sure they had enough gas to get to the airport because there's such a a shortage of gas right now it's just it was an incredible opportunity for us to go down there and uh, love on people and just to communicate the love of Jesus Christ by building this church. That's exciting. We also had a group of women that just got back from a global outreach trip to El Salvador. El Salvador. I had a, right, yeah, I know, that's really cool. Take that, gang members, right? That's what I said, so I don't know if that made a difference. I don't know if you guys saved any gang members down there. But they, they had a lot of pictures of women, like, you know, holding kids, and they were down there, like, ministering to, to women. Uh, it was a women's trip to minister to women, and there's all kinds of things that God's doing in the lives of women. And they had these beautiful pictures of feeding children, hugging kids, you know, praying with other women. But I thought you guys would like this one where their vehicle got stuck. And then, you know, you see Mandy King pushing on it. I just want you to know this. New Life Church has got some strong women, all right? There's Mandy King. She's like, she's like hey, don't worry. I'll hold the bus up, bro. You guys push it. I'm pretty sure she doesn't sound like a gangster from New Jersey. It's probably more like, I'll hold it up while you guys push, right? It's probably something very dainty and sweet, that kind of thing. But that's CrossFit in action right there. So that's pretty cool. So we got some great things happening. If you're a kingdom builder, right? Let me hear it it from those who are kingdom builders. Any kingdom builders in the house? Awesome, awesome. That's a kingdom builder is somebody who gives God their tithe, and then above and beyond that, they give to see God do works like this, like we're talking about all around the world. I want you to know your Kingdom Builder dollars, they're helping to build a church in Cuba right now. Your Kingdom Builder dollars are helping a single mom in an impoverished nation like El Salvador get on her feet and lead her family, her kids, in a way that is going to transform that generation, you know, for decades to come. And so your Kingdom Builder dollars are doing that. Your Kingdom Builder dollars just helped put Ogallala Church Plant on the map and New Life Church out there. So thank you so much for being a Kingdom Builder. I know that as a kingdom builder myself, that it's, it's a part of catching God's heart and what God's doing. And let me just tell you a little bit about God's heart this morning. God's heart is all about making all things, or may I say everything, God's heart is about making everything new. Now you may not have known that, but did you guys know that God likes new? How many of you guys like new? Let me just see your hands. You like new? Is this anything new? Of course. Of course, I like things new. God likes new. In fact, part of the mission of God, if you can call, if you put it that way, is that God says, "Look, I make all things new." Listen to what um, the Apostle John, uh, one of the disciples of Jesus, he was on the island of Patmos, having this vision that God was giving him of the future, and he's seen heaven, and while he's seeing heaven, he hears, he hears certain things, and so he reports on what he's seeing. Here's here's what he was seeing, Revelation 21, verse 5. He says, and the one sitting on the throne said, look, I am making everything new. And then he said to me, write this down, for what I tell you is trustworthy and true. Now listen to this. I want you to first look at this. Who's saying these words? The person saying these words is the one sitting on the throne. What's he having a vision of? He's having a vision of heaven. What is the throne it's the throne of the universe, by the way. Who is the one who sits on the throne of the universe? God himself. God himself is the one making this statement, who sits on the throne of the universe, who controls all things, who is the creator of all things. And Then he says, look, what I'm getting ready to tell you is so profound and so important, he says this, secondly, write this down. <clears throat> why write it down? Here's why you should write it down because here's what it is for what i tell you is what say it with me trustworthy see one of the things about god that you've got to get your head wrapped around is that whatever god says is trustworthy and whatever he says is true he's perfect in all ways there is no there is no imperfection in god so if god made a promise then that's kind of like a check. You take the check, you take it to the bank, it, it cashes, he's got the funds to support it. Like, that's who God is. And this is who, the one who sits on the throne, who says, what I'm getting ready to tell you, it's trustworthy and it's true, write it down. He's the one that said these words, look, I'm making all things new. This is not, these are not words said about God. These are words said from God about himself And he wants you and me to get them written, tattooed, if you will, onto our hearts and into our minds. He wants us somehow, some way to encapsulate the image of God as one who makes all things new. God likes new. How do we know that God likes new? I want you to think with me. Just before I even say the next words, I want you to think if I were to ask you, tell me about something that you know about God that God made new. I want you to kind of think, what would you say? Because I bet you that one of the things I'm going to bring up is one of the things that you had in your mind. Well, some of you would go to creation. You would go to creation and you would say, well, I know that God made creation new. Yeah, he did. The Bible says that basically he formed the earth, he formed the universe, he formed it all out of nothing. Can you imagine that? Out of nothing, God just goes, I'm going to start making things new. I'm going to make the sun, I'm going to make the earth. You know what we need? We need a, we need a planet like Saturn with rings, because I like rings, you know? That's pretty cool. I want a big super planet like Jupiter, but you know, I want some other galaxies. And so God just kind of like, pff, he flings these galaxies out there with these stars in them and these exoplanets that we're now starting to find and all the mysteriousness of the universe, but he made it all new. Everything was new. And then you jump forward a few thousand years and then you end up with Jesus, he might, well, Jesus isn't new. That's right, good. That's a great question. Like, when did Jesus show up on the scene? Some people think Jesus showed up as a baby. No, Jesus has always been because he is God. The Bible says all things were created by him, being Jesus, and created for him. God the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. So Jesus has always been. So what's new about Jesus. Well, Jesus comes as a baby, lives a sinless life, dies on the cross, raises again from the dead so that grace, newness, can be offered to you and me, so that salvation can be offered to us, so that our sins can be forgiven and we can stand right before God. I don't know about you, but that's the kind of new that we needed, because without that we were destined for a life separate from God for eternity because of our sin, so Because of Jesus, he makes all things new, including us. That's pretty exciting. Now, I don't know about you guys, but, you know, as as much as I love this earth, earth, as much as I love you, as much as I love living here the way that God has put me on this earth with everything that I get a chance to do and be a part of, I love it. I'm still looking forward to heaven. Anybody else with me? And for a lot of reasons. For a lot of reasons. Now, if you're not looking forward to heaven, it could be for one reason, and that could be maybe you're seeking God and you don't really know him and you're not certain what will happen when you die. If you're here today and that's you, I want you to know I love you. I remember, I remember being in those shoes. I remember people being excited about heaven, me going, no, I'm not too excited about heaven, because I knew where my life was at at that moment, okay? If you're a teenager and you're not excited about heaven, it's probably because you don't have a driver's license yet, right? And you're like god please don't come back until i get a drive right if you're a young adult you might not be excited about heaven because you're like i just want to get married god right so i get it there's like these crazy moments in our life but overall church you have nothing to fear about heaven because of what jesus has done if you surrender your life to christ we can be excited about heaven but listen to what jesus said about heaven john 14 jesus says this i'm going to prepare a place for you If it were not true, I wouldn't have told you. Did you guys realize that even heaven at this moment, Jesus is like the carpenter Christ who is on this earth, he is He's building it. Did you realize He's working it? What does that tell you? That means it's being made new. That's a mystery to me. We'll figure it all out when we get there. Okay? Here's another thing that's new that might really contrast with your thinking: earthly death. Yeah, I got it. In, on earth, it's a, it's a finale. It, it's the finish line, right? But really, what it is in, in a spiritual sense, earthly death is an opportunity to make things new again. Make things new again. I want you to listen, listen to this good news in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 1 and 2. For we know that when this earthly tent that we live in is taken down, that is, when we die and we leave this earthly body... We will have a house in heaven, an eternal body made for us by God himself and not by human hands. We grow weary in our present bodies, and we long to put on our heavenly bodies like, come on ladies. Because we know men don't like doing that. If you're anything like me, you go shopping with your wife, you get put in the little cubicle called the dressing room, and she just keeps bringing items to you. And then every once in a while, you step out like you're a little child. And you're like, turn around. Go try on those other pants. You know what I'm saying? That's what happens. That's what happens. So guys, we don't really get that as much as ladies. But, I, but I, here's, here's the thing. Your new body Look what God says. God says that he's making you, he's made for us, by God himself, a new body. You got, just check this out. It's like some weird science fiction movie. There is a body in heaven waiting for you. God's made it. It's new. I've been working on Ogallala for like the last couple of weeks. My my right shoulder is killing me. My right knee is killing me. I, I need that new body now. Right? I, need that, I need that new body now. But I guarantee you, that new body is going to be way better than this body. Can I get an amen from anybody? Amen. All right. Now, now I'm hitting home with you, right? Now you're excited about God making all things new. Before that, I didn't really have you. But at that moment, I think I got you. Got you right here. He said it's like putting on new clothes. You ever, you ever gone and got fitted? like Ladies, you remember when you got fitted for that wedding dress? Remember how that felt? Remember when those doors opened at that church and you walked down that that aisle and everybody looked at you in awe and you were like, yeah, that's right. (laughs) You remember that? Guys, you remember like when you got fitted for a suit? You ever been fitted for a suit before? I mean, my, my dad and my grandfather, they were big suit dudes, right? And so I got fitted for a suit. I got fitted for a suit when I was just a little kid. I didn't appreciate it then. Like, get your hands off of me, man. I don't want to stand there. He's measuring me. He's measuring my neck. He's measuring my waist. He's measuring my butt. He's measuring everything. <laughs> but when you're an adult and you're standing there in that three-way mirror, and all you see is you, no matter where you look, and then that guy, he's got his tape measure. It's not like a construction tape measure, because that would be weird, right? Right? <laughs> It's like that that one that folds out and he's, he's got your arms and he's getting that and he's got your neck and he's got the inseam and the outseam and he wants to know how the cuff on the bottom is going to be and where it's going to lay on your shoes and when that thing gets built and it's built for your shoulders and your chest and your waist and you put that thing on for the first time and you button it i can't even button this one i, <gasps> I can't talk during that moment though but you, when you got that suit on, I'm telling you what, you just want to go out in public, and you want to strut your stuff. And you don't even care where. You're like, hey, where do you want to go? I don't care. McDonald's? Let's do it. <laughs> and you're standing at McDonald's, man, and you're like, mm, man, you're popping it, and it's all feeling good, and you get up there, and you're just feeling good about yourself. And you're like, I'll take, a, I'll take a quarter pounder with cheese, a double quarter pounder with cheese, one for everybody. You just feel good about yourself. I mean, I want you to think about how good that feels when you put on that that new expensive piece of clothing and then multiply that by some number that you can't even think of because that's what it's going to be like to step into this new perfect body that God created for you. But if that doesn't convince you enough, the Bible in Revelation chapter 21 tells us that God says he's going to create a new heaven and a new earth. Now, if you're anything like me, you're thinking to God like, Seriously, like I just want to experience the current heaven and you're gonna create a new one. See most of us We don't like change. Most people don't like change But God's getting ready to say this you got an earth and you got a heaven you think heaven is perfect and all those things. I'm gonna change it I'm gonna change it. I'm gonna create a whole new one guys God God is a God who likes new and so do you and me we like new You like new and you know why? I think you like new. I think you like new because it comes from the heart of God to like new. That's why, (coughs) excuse me, that's why you like a new house. If you've ever built a new house from the ground up, I never have, but if you ever have and the day you walk into that everything's new, it's amazing. I've been in new homes. I've been there at the very beginning. It, It smells amazing, it looks amazing. Everything, you just kind of want to like touch things, like this is all new, it's incredible. We like new cars. Anybody like new cars? I I don't want to pay for them, don't get me wrong, but I like new cars. I love new car smell. Anybody with me? Come on, just can you smell it right now? How do you keep new car, new car smell? Because you buy that off-the-shelf new car smell stuff, it's not the same. (laughs) It's not the same. You can't ever replicate the new car smell. I even like new shoes. Anybody with me on new shoes? That sounded more like men for a reason. I don't, I don't understand that. I was, like, I was expecting a little higher pitch on that one. But the guys in the house like new shoes. Okay, that's awesome. Maybe, maybe it's all the women in Ogallala. They like the new shoes. All right, there you go. Yeah, I like new shoes. I even like the smell of new shoes. Anybody like the smell of new shoes? You ever find yourself in a new shoe store and you're like, you know, I mean, no one's watching, of course. No one's watching. I mean, I don't, like, I don't like old shoe smell. Don't get me wrong. I'm not weird like that. All right? New shoes, though, I like. I like new computers. I like new smartphones. You know, like you got a smartphone and all the apps build up over the years that you have it, and things start sluggishly, you know, operating, and you hit the button, and five minutes later, there it is, and you go get a new one, and you hit the button, and boom, there's Google, and boom, you know, there's this, and boom, there's my email, and boom, there's Facebook. I mean, come on. You like new, don't you? Of course you do I like new carpet smell too I love new carpet smell I just want to take my shoes off take my socks off and walk on that new carpet and let those fabrics just kind of get up between your toes and just kind of wish around or like that I know you're thinking I'm weird <laughs> I'm just saying out loud what you do that's all I'm doing don't tell me you haven't wanted to do that and you haven't done you have done that I guarantee it someone's done that I like the smell of new babies with clean diapers <laughs> a new baby smell is amazing why can't we keep that smell why is it why is it that we get the old smell I feel like sometimes I'm getting starting to get the old smell and I don't really know what that is like there was a unique smell when my grandfather walked by that was different than a baby I don't know how like how do you keep how do you keep that's the truth as a kid I remember it I still remember it to this day I don't know if it's cologne or I, I, I don't even want to guess all right let's just stop right there but we like, we like, I think I love anything new. If you're in Ogallala right now, here's what I want you to do. If you're in Ogallala, I want you to do this. Just sniff a couple of times, like, don't sniff the rancher close to you too much. But what do you, what do you smell? You smell new. You smell new. And we're excited about what God's going to do in your life out there. I believe that God's going to do things in your life that are going to make you new. New in your faith. New in your family. Uh, Things new at your work, things new in your spiritual journey. I believe New Life Church being there is going to bring things new in the community. I'm so excited about the church plan in Ogallala. Why? Because God makes things new. Here's the big question for you today. In light of the fact that God likes new, what is it that you think that God wants to make new in you today? Let's get beyond the smells of things. That's the biggest question that we could ask today. What is it that God wants to make new in you today? Now, before you answer that question, I want you to take a look at this scripture with me in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 15 and 17, though. We're just doing 15 and 17. I lumped them together for the ease of the screen. It says that he, Jesus, he, he died for everyone so that those who receive his new life will no longer live for themselves. Instead, they will live for Christ. Who died and was raised for them verse 17 this means in light of that This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone and a new life Has begun What does God want to make new in you? It's probably going to revolve around These two questions that are really brought up in this scripture First off, it's you know no longer live for themselves One of the areas that God wants to make new in you is areas that you're living for yourself. This is what we do constantly. We have all kinds of areas of our lives. Like we've segmented our lives like a pie. And we say that, look, uh, God, you can be first in this area, but you can't be first in that area. It could be work. It could be your finances. It could be relationships. it, It could be faith and trust. But somewhere in your life, you're living for self. And that's one of the areas that he wants to change. Another area that he wants to bring newness to is the old life. He says, look, here's what happens when I get to do what I want to do in your life. The old life is gone and a new life has begun. There's some old life still in you that God wants to make new. These are the two areas that this scripture is talking about. The old life is sin. Sin controls us. Sin dominates us. Sin takes us off the course that God wants to lead us to. And when we find these two zones of our life, areas where I'm not putting God first, and areas where I'm letting sin control me, which arguably could be the same, I get that, but in isolating out the two based on this scripture, I think those are the two areas you really want to look at today. Where does God want to make me new today? Where am I not letting him be first? Where... Is sin controlling me? And if you let God get into those areas of your life, then he can start transforming you. He can start doing what he wants to do in you. So let me ask you again today. Where and what does God want to make new in you today? Because I'm telling you, church, God's excited about making you new. He's excited about making you new. You want to know why? Because he has big plans for you. That's the reason why. You're like, well, I don't understand that. Like, God wants to make me new because he has big plans for me? Yeah, let's listen to the way that Jesus said it. Jesus said it this way in Matthew 9. He goes, look, no one puts new wine in the old wineskins. For the old skins would burst from the pressure, spilling the wine and ruining the skins. New wine is stored in new wineskins so that both are what? Both are preserved. See, back in the day, Jesus' time, wine was not put in a in a glass jar with a nice little cork on the top and you screwed it in and you popped it out. It was put into a leather skin, a skin made of goats, a skin made of sheep, something like that. And if you didn't keep using them, then they got old. Uh, I mean, crackly, they would dry out. If you didn't keep whining them, they would kind of dry out like you've seen leather do. And if they start to dry out and then you try to pick, take all this new wine that you worked so hard on Right, and you pour it in, as it starts to fill and it starts to expand, then it finds the weak point and it cracks the leather, and then poof. All of your work just spills out onto the ground before you ever have time to catch it. Jesus is saying this to us. He's going, look, if you don't let me make your wineskin, you, you are the skin, you are, you are the leather piece. If you don't keep, keep letting me make it new, then you can't contain my bigger plan for you. If you just stagnate, if you stall out, if you just go, this is as far as I'm going to let you go with me, God, this is as comfortable as I'm going to be, then I'm going to tell you this, the big plan of God stops right there because there's nowhere else for you to contain it. So God wants to make you new today because he has big plans for you. And what you and me need to do is we need to run to the throne room of God on a regular basis. And today I'm calling you there. I'm calling you to run to God to say, God, what do you want to make new in my life today? Because I want your plan to be fulfilled in me. And I want your plan to be fulfilled through me. So look, when we surrender more of ourselves to Jesus, he gets more to work with. That's why God, who makes all things new is screaming to you and me today, will you let me make you new again? Where at? Let me make you new in your memories. Some of you, you've got memories of the past that haunt you. And I'm not saying that God's just going to magically erase them, but I am saying this, he can temper the pain of that past. He can change the meaning of those memories. He can change the emphasis of those memories. Some of you need to let God make your memories new so that you can even think about yourself in the right way, or so that you can love others in the right way. Jesus can make your marriage new if you bring it to him, if you humble yourself, if you're able to admit we had a communication problem, or you're able to admit you know, we have this issue or that issue or whatever, if you're able to admit it and bring it to the Lord and humble yourself before him and pray, he can make it new again, church, I've experienced it in my personal life, Jesus, he can give you strength to overcome that sin addiction that you have. He can make that new again as well. He can make those those habits of your life new. Oh, he can do it. You might feel like you've been in a trap for decades, but he can liberate you and he can set you free. Don't ever underestimate the power of God in making all things new. Keep running to him, keep bringing it to him because I'm telling you, he has the authority and the power to make you new in your habits and your lifestyle to line up your life with his. Here's another place he can make new, he can heal your anxiety as well. Some of you, you got anxiety and it's just overwhelming you and I'm telling you today, he can heal it if you bring it to him and he can heal your emotions. He can heal the way you see the world. Jesus can help you, you know, restore a friendship back to new again where it's been burnt with unforgiveness and a lack of trust. He can make it new. You got a friendship that matters, and you're wondering why it's all separated and blown apart, he can help make it new again. And I think really importantly today, he can make you new with him again by the forgiveness of sins if you'll run to him and if you'll ask him. But I do want to be brutally honest with you. There'll be times when you are struggling with things, and you're walking through very challenging times, and you pray, and you seek God, but it's like these challenging, difficult, struggling times are not being made new, and they're not getting any better, right? Your finances are collapsing. Your business is failing. Your children, like your adult children, are just off on the deep end, and you're not seeing them turn around and come back to God. Your sickness isn't getting any better, What do you do in moments like that i want you to hold on to everything we talked about today because although we had a lot of fun joking about things when you're walking through your deepest darkest moments and it doesn't seem like things are changing at the capacity you want them to change then you have to hold on to this massive hope and that's this that this world is just temporary but god's making all things new this world he never promised that we would walk through struggle-free. In fact, he said, you're going to face trials and struggles of many kind. But I'm telling you, there is a day coming when God will make all things new. And whatever you're facing in this world, he's bigger. Whatever you're facing in this world, he's got a solution. Whatever you're facing in this world, he's got the strength for you. But one day, he's going to make it all new. Never give up hope, no matter how difficult it gets. No matter how many things compile on top of you, never give up hope. Never get to the point where the enemy wins and you think God can't make it all new again. Because I'm telling you today, he is going to make all things new. And today, I'm just going to leave you with the one big question. What is it that God wants to make new in you today? And I want to invite you to come to Jesus in these next few moments as we worship him, to run to him and to give him your life. Whatever it is he's speaking to you, surrender it to him, lay it down at his feet, and say, Jesus, make me new so that you can pour new wine, you can pour new purpose, new meaning into me so that I can live out your mission. In Ogallala, we're excited to have you with us. I'm even wearing one of your shirts today. You know what the back of this shirt says in Ogallala? They all know what it says in Ogallala. But it says this. I'm with you. Now, I'm not physically there with you. But I'm live on your screen with you right now. Jesus isn't physically here with us. But he's alive and he's well. And he's with you today. Let's come to him. The one who makes all things new. Let's worship him and let's let him begin that work inside of each of us. Jesus, make us new. Why don't you stand with me and let's pray? Father, we thank you that you have proven yourself to be trustworthy and true over and over and over again. We're thankful. That, Lord, you started making all things new in creation. And the last thing that we know about is that you're going to make all things new in heaven and in earth. But, Lord, we know one thing. Before that day ever comes, you're interested in making us new so that your purpose and your plan can be fulfilled through us. And so, Jesus, we bring you our lives today. We choose to worship you. We choose to seek you today. We choose to trust your timing. We want things new now. We like things new now. But Lord, so many times, when you decide to make it new, it's always the perfect time. Can we just trust you in that today? Can we trust you with relationships and finances? Can we trust you with our personal struggles? Can we trust you in our individual lives? And can we just say that, Lord, we believe. We believe you're a God that makes all things new. And we lay our lives at your feet. And we just say, God, let your new work begin in me today. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen.